Hi there, podcasters. My name is Jay, and welcome to my podcasting journal. My mission is to help you become a better podcaster by sharing what I'm learning on my podcasting journey. Yesterday, I talked about DAWs, D-A-W, or Digital Audio Workstation. And this episode and tomorrow, I want to give you a recommendation of what I think the best free DAWs are. And although they're free, these are all very powerful and very capable, so... I wouldn't be surprised if you stick with them for your entire recording career. I've also found that podcasters are creatures of habit. And once they've found a door that you like, you tend to stick with it because you've invested so much time in learning. Podcasters are reluctant to change and start learning all over again. So the door that you use is really important because it's something you're likely to stick with for a long time. And you want to make sure that you learn the skills that could be transferable to what other app you move on to next. That's why today I'm recommending a program called Audacity. It's a very powerful and capable program, and it can do almost everything that a podcaster needs. And I'll talk about its limitations in a moment. But let's talk about its strengths first. Well, first of all, it's free. It's on almost all operating systems, Windows, Macs, and Linux. It's a fairly light program in terms of the demand it puts on your computer so you don't need the latest laptop to run it. And it has all the effects that I talked about in my earlier episode when I was talking about the effects chain. So I'm talking about things like normalization or compression, equalizers, noise, removal, high-pass, low-pass filters, and all that kind of stuff. It can handle multi-track, and it can handle multiple track inputs, so you could feed it multiple channels from a mixer if you want to. So the basic functions of Audacity are simple and straightforward, like selecting parts of the track or deleting parts of the track, copying and pasting. And that's one of the reasons that I still use Audacity, even though I've got commercial software. I find Audacity very quick and easy to use. And the really thing, and the really cool thing about Audacity is that it uses the language and jargon of sound production. So it means that the techniques and tools that you learn while using Audacity are all transferable if you decide to upgrade later on. And when I say upgrade, that's probably the wrong word. Let's say move on to a commercial program. So let's explore the limitations of Audacity. First of all, it can be buggy and crash. So I definitely recommend saving versions of your work at least every 10 to 15 minutes or whenever you make, whenever you make major edits. Now Audacity is a tool where the edits are destructive. What that means is that if you want to apply an effect or a change, then that change gets baked into your waveform. And the only way to undo that is to use the undo function. I think the envelope tool, which changes the amplitude of the waveform, is pretty much the only tool that's non-destructive that I use regularly. So what that means is that even after I've saved the change using the envelope tool, I can come back and reshape it any time. But most of the other tools' effects are destructive. So if I apply an equalization effect, for example, that gets baked in. So I have to save multiple versions of the file in order for me to go backwards. That's just a workflow you get used to. You just have to make sure that you save lots of versions of the file. But it does mean that if something does go wrong in in a big way, you have to go backwards to a previous file version. In the worst case scenario, you might have to restart back from your source file. Whereas a a non-destructive editor, something like Reaper, which is another door, that's completely non-destructive. So you're always going to be able to go backwards without having to load the original source file. Undoing is, is really straightforward. Now, Audacity has another limitation in that it can't apply effects in real time. What that means is that 
well, some audio editors can play a track and will apply an effect while the track is being played. So you can experiment with EQ or some other filter while the track is playing, but not actually make a, a change. It's like a, a preview. And so you can see what the change will, would sound like. Now, Audacity doesn't do that. It can give you a little tiny preview of a segment of the track so you can get an idea of what it might sound like. But I, in order to really hear how the effect will change what you're doing, the recording, you have to apply the track to the waveform and listen to it. And if you don't like it, you have to undo it. Whereas with a non-destructive um, editor like Reaper or Audition, you can actually apply an effect in real time while the track is playing. And then you can decide to turn it off or on again. And if you turn it on, and then 10 minutes later you decide you don't like it, you can just turn it off, even if you've applied other effects afterwards. So the key thing to remember here is that Audacity is best used as a post-production tool. Although obviously you can make live recordings, you can record straight into it if you're a solo podcaster, that's no problem. Now the third thing that Audacity can't do, the third major thing for podcasters, is that it can't, it doesn't allow multiple devices to be connected to, to it at the same time. So a program like Redition allows you to hook up multiple microphones, multiple devices to their app, but Audacity won't. You can only have one mic attached to it at a time. So if you wanted to record a face-to-face -face interview and plug two USB microphones into your computer, or a USB mic uh, and something coming out from a digital interface, then Audacity won't allow that. Now, there are workarounds to this, but it, it's complicated and the point is that you can't do it straight out of the box. Also worth noting that on Windows, at least for the time of publication of this episode, that Audacity is a 32-bit program, whereas most applications now are 64-bit programs. Certainly the version of Audacity, the Audacity for Macintosh, for Apple devices, is 64-bit, but the Windows is 32-bit. Now, the reason that that is relevant is when you're using plugins into Audacity, because you need to make sure that the plugins that you get are 32-bit. There's lots of free plugins for Audacity and they're great. But if you are buying some, then you need to make sure that they're 32-bit, at least for the moment for Windows. For Mac, it's not a problem. They're 64 anyway. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, that will all have changed. Now the good news now is that Audacity can handle MP3 files natively, import and export, but it can't handle MP4, AAC files or WMA files natively. So you have to download a library plugin called the FFmpeg plugin so that it can input and output those formats. So those are the, the big or the major, the main things about Audacity you need to know before you go in there. I mean, it's free anyway. It's not as if you're spending money. And it seems like I've just given you a whole bunch of reasons why you would not want to use Audacity. But actually, for somebody first starting out, even for most podcasters, a lot of those things aren't really a big problem, apart from perhaps the FFmpeg library, which has to be installed, but that's not a big deal. That's quite a trivial thing to do. And certainly not showstoppers for anybody beginning their journey. And I'm constantly surprised just how powerful Audacity is. Now in the show notes, I'm going to give you some other options for Door, some other free options that can be used. And on paper, these other options are much more powerful, slicker and easier to use than Audacity. And they've actually solved a lot of the drawbacks that I mentioned like the ability to handle multiple devices, multiple microphones. And also, when I say they're slicker, what I mean is that the way Audacity does a lot of things, it's 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 quite clunky in terms of you have to enter numbers or know a value of a certain range of frequencies 
if you want to make changes. Whereas with some of the more modern tools, you have a kind of graphical interface. So if you're using a graphical in, uh, graphical EQ interface, what you'll get is rather than just a set of numbers to change, like Audacity will give you, or even sliders, the newer programs will give you like a, a graph or a, or a sine wave or something, or wave that you can actually manipulate, like the envelope tool, slide things up and down and experiment that way. And it's a lot more intuitive. I guess what I'm saying is that the, the real price you pay for Audacity, although it's a free program, is that it does take more time to operate. Whereas commercial programs, because Audacity can do pretty much almost everything that a commercial program can do, but it just takes a little bit longer in Audacity because the, the interface isn't as friendly and it's, it's, it's a little bit clunkier. But the reason that I still would say try Audacity first is that there's a lot more help out there and more support for you. Because Audacity has been around for so long and, be used by, and been used by so many podcasters, that pretty much every problem that you're going to come across or every question that you're going to have has probably been answered. And that resource is out there, either on YouTube or a video or a blog. And so for you to learn using Audacity, it's going to be a lot simpler because help is only an internet search away. The other free doors that I'm going to mention have nowhere near the support that Audacity has. So don't be fooled by the very clunky interface. I know it looks like something from the Windows 3.11 days. Maybe that's too harsh. Let's say Windows 95. As I said, underneath the hood, it's a very, very powerful program. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for today. If you haven't already, download it and have a play with it. Make sure you install the FFmpeg library. Have a go at recording something, maybe directly into it. Experiment with it and have some fun with it. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.